Well, Razorback fans, it's officially here. The first day of fall camp. The Arkansas Razorback football team trying to do something in 2023 that they've never done before. Well, at least that's what everybody says. But hey, we got fall camp to talk about, so let's actually dive into it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. I know the podcast is a little bit later today, but again, when you have fall camp starting up early in the morning, you got to wait for a little bit until we can get some reports and talk about what uh, some of the things that was, was seen, what was talked about, what was heard about. And I'm sure uh, we're going to have some fun little overreaction to what happens in the first day of fall camp. That's one of my favorite things, especially seeing it on social media, the amount of overreaction that happens from fall camp, one day of fall camp, one play from fall camp to start everything off. And it's either going to be like, oh my gosh, we're going 12-0, and or oh my goodness, we suck. It, it's just crazy to me, but it's so fun because y'all have fun with it. Uh, but I, I will admit, so I didn't get a chance to attend practice because I live in Little Rock, uh, but I'm hoping to uh, go to a few practices this fall camp and be able to uh, see it myself uh, when uh, we get at least the periods of time that we get to see it. So I rely on hogsports.com as they do a really good job, Trey Biddy and Danny West and, and everybody over there of you know, getting some good practice reports. So I encourage everybody to go over there and check it out because they got a great deal going on when it comes to membership too. But uh, a few things, though, this just kind of going through the basics of what we're looking at when it comes to fall camp. Uh, first team offense, you know, the team that runs out there and is with, running with the first team. Uh, nothing too crazy, but still, it's good to see some movement there. You got KJ Jefferson at QB1, Rocket Sanders at running back. You got Sam Mbake, Isaac Tesla, and Eisen, uh, Isaiah Centania running with the three wide receiver group. And then you have Nathan Bax at tight end, Devin Manuel, Brady Latham, at left tackle and left guard, Bo Limmer at center, Joshua Braun at right guard, and then at right tackle, Patrick Kutas, who was a four-star player coming out of high school. And on first-team defense, you have the defensive ends of Jashad Stewart and Landon Jackson uh, being on either side. You have Eric Gregory and Torian Carter in the middle. Love to see Torian Carter getting back after it. And then at linebacker, you have Chris Pupal and Antonio Greer, the transfer out of South Florida. And then in the secondary, you have Dwight McLaughlin at cornerback, you got uh, Jalen Lewis at the nickelback, and you have Lorando Johnson at the other cornerback position. So those, uh, those are the guys, and uh, Lorando Johnson's the transfer from Baylor. And then at safety, you got the no-fly zone Hudson Clark, and you got Jaden Johnson also at the other safety position. Now, I want to be clear about this, that this is not 100% who is going to be all fall camp or who's going to be even starting game one. This is just who it is right now at this point in time. This is who it is right now. And I'm sure next week we'll probably see different starters. But I think we have an idea of who's going to be the starters already. Like, we know K.J. Jefferson. We know Rocket Sanders. We know those guys are going to be starters. Uh, we know Bo Limmer, Brady Latham. Uh, those guys are going to start. We know, uh, I, think, I think you can even go out and say uh, Isaac Tesla and Isaiah Satania are going to be starters. Because I think, just from all things considered, that's where they're going to be. Eric Gregory, Landon Jackson, Chris Pupal, Dwight McLaughlin, uh, Hudson Clark. I think all those guys you can go ahead and count on being starters this year. Uh, but in the second team, you had Jacoby Criswell, which, again, not surprising, at quarterback. You had Rashad DeBinion, who uh, was a little bit surprised. I figured it'd be A.J. Green, but 
Rashad Abinion running with the twos. Then you got Tyrone Broden, Andrew Armstrong, the two transfer wide receivers. You got Jaden Wilson also there at the slot position. Then Luke Haas, the tight end, the freshman tight end there uh, at the tight end position. Then you have Andrew Chambly, Josh Street, Brooks Edmondson, Tykeus Crawford, and, and Marion Harris on out the offensive line there. Now, second team defense, you had Trajan Jeffcoat, which I still think he's going to be a starter when it's all said and done. Uh, at the DM position, you have Anthony Booker, Cameron Ball, Zach Williams on the D-line, Brad Spence, Jordan Crook at the linebacker spot, then Jalen Braxton, A.J. Braithwaite, uh, Al Walcott, Malik Chavis, and Ladarius Bishop there in the secondary. So you're talking about guys that actually were you know, contributors with Bishop and Chavis uh, being there in the second team. And then third team, you got Cade Fortin, quarterback, A.J. Green, running back. Uh, this is when it starts getting to names you probably haven't heard of. You got uh, Khalil. Geralt at uh, or Kel, uh, yeah Khalil Geralt at a wide receiver. You got Marlon Crockett and Chris Harris tight end. You got Tyrus Washington, Cole Carson, Brock Burns, Eli Henderson, Kai Hamilton, and Tommy Thurhall. And then on third team defense, you have Nico Nico Davalier, which or Davalier. I was surprised to see him at third team. I know like again, it's all guys either coming off of injury, battling things, or trying to work their way back up. But yeah, Marcus Miller, Kevin Rose, John Morgan, D line, Carson Dean, Jaheen Thomas at linebacker. Uh, you also had Courtney Snelling, Jabray Shaw, and Jaheim Singletary at cornerbacks, and then R.J. Johnson and T.J. Metcalf at the safety position. So that's what the starters are looking at around this point in time. And uh, again, just a- after one day, one day, that's uh, where it's at. But, uh, you know, that's, I wouldn't say anything that really stands out as surprising other than the fact that maybe A.J. Green is on the third team offense. It, it all can change. I get it. But that was something that I thought that because I've always given a lot of respect to AJ Green and really all the running backs for Arkansas behind Rocket Sanders. Like in the in the day and age of transfers out of the Wazoo, like everyone's transferring no matter what. If they get tired, they get frustrated, they're gone. AJ Green, this is his third year in the program, and he's not been a perennial starter. Like he's a four-star player coming out of high school. And he's still just doing his work. And I really respect that out of him. Uh Debinion was good last year, really showed some promise and Really liked what uh, people saw from him. So the running back position is going to be just by committee, but it's not set in stone. It's not set in stone on what these guys are going to be. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the size of these Razorbacks here in a second. And I think that's something that's really stood out. But um, yeah, so you had uh, Dominic Johnson also being into the mix a little bit. He's trying to battle it back from uh, back-to-back season-ending injuries. I really liked Dominic Johnson too, man. Like when he was running against Mississippi State and some of those teams in 2021 before he got hurt, I thought he was the best running back on the team at that time. Now, coming off of back-to-back leg injuries, uh, it's not exactly uh, like he's just going to step up and do it right again. I, I hope he does, but I really liked him when he was full health, so I really hope he gets back to being full health as well. And, uh, yeah, so that was uh, just kind of the main things that stood out. And a lot of these transfers, here's another thing too, folks, about transfers, there, a lot of them are going to play this year. They wouldn't come to Arkansas if they weren't going to play. But just because they're like lower on the depth chart or something like that does not mean, oh, they're not any good or, oh, there must be something wrong. Like, you got to remember, these are guys that were in different systems last year and they're having to adjust and get through it. That's what fall camp's all about. So there could be a guy that's on the third team offense or defense right now that's a transfer or whatever that could work their way up easily into being a bona fide dude and not only being a contributor to this team, but even getting to the starting position. So keep that in mind. This is just what they rolled out with to start camp. This is what Sam Pittman and the staff said, okay, as of right now, what we saw with summer workouts and in spring and where everybody's at, 
these are the guys we feel like we're going to roll out. If the season starts today, this is it. But I would bet dollars to donuts that of the 22 starters on offense and defense this year, and the 22 starters that we just talked about being on the first-team offense and the first-team defense, I'll bet dollars to donuts that about 30% of those guys that I just listed will not be starting game one. Somebody else will. There's guys, again, that we can count on to be the number one dudes that won't have to worry about it, but those for sure are going to be guys that I think will be rotated in and out. Just what fall camp's all about. And it was just nice to see how early they got up to work out at 6.30 because of the weather, which I get it, man. Like, heat is unreal here in the state of Arkansas right now. So uh, they had to get up early, and I started thinking about, man, I can't imagine being a college kid and getting up that early. Well, at least according to, uh, to Ben Souders and Sam Pittman, Ben Souders being the new strength and conditioning coach, for 16 straight weeks, this Razorback football team has been waking up at like 6 a.m. or at least starting workouts at 6 a.m. for 16 straight weeks. That's two weeks more than what they worked out with last year. Okay? So you're talking about a guy that obviously has been putting in the work to try to get this team to where they need to be physically and mentally but also a team that's been used to waking up really early, so them getting after it in practice uh, was no problem. And Sam Pittman really liked what he saw from practice and likes what he's seen from the team so far, but it's just nice to have it. I love the reactions, too. I saw two clips on, uh, on Twitter that uh, some media members posted from their little short period of practice, and one of them was like showing uh, Andrew Armstrong, wide receiver, making a great play, and another one was, I think, uh, maybe Mbake making a play, but whatever. And there's like two plays. And I was like, all I see is our defensive secondary getting cooked again. Relax. It's one day. It's the first day of practice. Y'all need to chill. We're all excited. But don't be doom and gloom. And don't be saying that, oh, okay, this team's going to be so much better than last year because of one practice. I'm talking about practice. It's a great AI once said. Folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be certain that you have all of the best access to all of the best candidates available who are qualified. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you do is you just go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege, and when you get there, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills, and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So check them out today. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, still going with the fall camp thing, because listen, we're all excited about fall camp. I'm excited about fall camp. It was just gave, give me, the, give me the, the good feels and right here, give me all hot and bothered when I'm watching uh, practices and watching clips and uh, seeing where it's all at and. Uh, you know, get to read reports about it and hear from Sam Pittman and hear from players and everything. But there's no doubt that if you looked at the roster and the depth charts and looked at other things, too, when it comes to this football team, uh, you will notice that there is a significant difference in size for this team. Uh, what we talked about last week 
uh, going through the particular weight changes for some of these guys. And I think the one of the ones that's got the biggest talk is the fact that Rocket Sanders is at 6'2", 242, which is an absurd amount. And, I mean, who am I to sit here and say, okay, actually, no, he's not 242. He's actually 235. Like, I don't know. Just going off of what they say and what they're giving us. But there's no doubt that if you talk to Sam Pittman or hear from Sam Pittman and then, you know, look at some of the reports and look at some of the video and everything, this team has, in the summer and even in the spring, built themselves up to be a very large team. Like, big, built, good, positive weight. I think you got to give a lot of credit to Ben Souders and the ability that he's had in just his first offseason as a strength and conditioning coach to try to get these guys to the point that they're looking like a legit SEC team. Now, I know what you're saying. You're going to come after me and say, oh, I've heard this before. Under old Burt Bielema, we had the biggest offensive line in the country, or we had the biggest team, didn't do anything. And what does it matter? And you're right. You're right. When you get to a certain point of weight or size or anything, it doesn't mean jack if you can't actually do anything with it. It doesn't mean anything. You got to be able to actually make it work for you. And that's what we got to wait on. We got to wait and see how it actually comes into play. But the reason I bring it up with this particular example is because last season, Arkansas had a lot of struggles. But without a doubt, the most frustrating struggle to me was the inability to punch it in from the goal line or punch it in on third and short or fourth and short. If you are an SEC football team, even as good as the defensive line and the defensive front may be on the other side, if you're an SEC football team and it's first and goal from the four-yard line, you get a touchdown. Zero excuses. You get a touchdown. You have four chances to go four yards. If you are a legitimate offensive team, an SEC team with an offensive line that's legitimate and everything, you got to do it. No excuses. And Arkansas could not do that last year. And I wanted to pull my hair out. I wanted to throw things. I wanted to set someone on fire whenever they would line up and they just couldn't do it. Whether it was not getting a push, whether it was a dumb penalty or some stupid play call that Kendall Browse would make, like running a tight end reverse or something like that. Like, there's zero excuse for it. So, the way you get to that point, though, is by being more physical, by being better at the, the, just the overall physicality of what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. That's what's important for this team. And that's why I feel like the weight gains that they've made are so vital to what this team has done. And it's not only just the weight games themselves, but if you think about just the size, like the linebackers out there for Arkansas, there's no more undersized guys. Like everybody's 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", built. Uh, D-line and offensive line. Their heights and weights are on par with what some of the best teams in the SEC have. You have big quarterbacks. You have huge wide receivers. Like you got guys that are like 6'5 and above. You got a 6'7", dude. Your tight ends are built. Your, your secondary guys have gained a lot of weight, and they look the part. Like, all of those things matter because at Arkansas, we can be honest about it. At Arkansas, you're not going to have the five-star elite talent that you will at Georgia or at Alabama, but you can have guys that can at least put in the work, have the size, have the strength, have the speed to get to that point and be able to find a way to utilize it in games. That's what's important, and I think that's what this team's going to do. So I like where they're at. I like the size. I, I like it of, as far as what the workouts have been. 
it's good na- for now. Let's see it in action, but they've done the right things and they're trying to get uh, to being a legitimate looking SEC team, which again, I think, I think they will. I really think that they will. Folks, this episode is brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between. Markel has been helping Arkansas small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with truly a people first approach. And to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help you get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on-the-job injuries can be expected, and you work hard to build your business. So it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating their 25th year anniversary, whether you have one employee or 1,000 employees, Markel aims to help you understand your workers' compensation needs. So find a local independent agent today to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of MarkelGroupInc.com. And also want to tell you about eBay Motors, folks. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit for your team. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part that you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check and that you know it'll fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors, you have it. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I know we've talked a lot about uh, Razorback football and fall camp, which we will continue to do, and we'll have a great podcast, I know, on Monday. Uh, discussing it and diving into it. But uh, one of the things, though, that has been going on right now is conference realignment. At least at the time of the recording of this podcast, conference realignment is wild. It is insane. It's not over yet, folks. The Pac-12 is done. The Pac-12 is, is, is finished. It's over with. And there's been a lot of reports from everybody, and this one comes from Brett McMurphy, does a great job of covering all things college football. He's talking about the Pac-12 unable to get the grant of rights signed this morning and had nothing has changed. Because Oregon and Washington are going to be joining the Big Ten. Ducks and Huskies are expected to be Big Ten bound when finances are worked out, according to sources. So you have Oregon and Washington leaving to go to the Pac-12. And you also have Arizona in deep discussions going to the Big 12. Some finality is expected in the near future, but it looks like they're going to be on board and moving on. Uh, for those of you who may not know about the grant of rights, uh, the Pac-12 is going to try to stay together, and that's how they do it by a grant of rights, by getting everybody on board and television rights and everything. It says, after Monday night's media rights offer, Pac-12 uh, held a, multiple Zoom meetings this week, and Arizona's Bobby Robbins appeared fully committed to Pac-12, so much that 1% participant says if Arizona leaves, he should win an Oscar. Well, I guess he's going to get that Oscar. But they're going to be moving on. Arizona, and I feel like Arizona State's probably going to follow suit to the Big 12. Um, you know, we'll see what the rest of the Pac-12 does, but the Pac-12 is done. It's no longer going to exist, which 
I mean, do you care as a Razorback fan or do you care if someone in the SEC? Probably not. But it is kind of sad. You know, like the West Coast conferences, it's, it's no longer going to exist. I mean, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, like what it's been. USC, UCLA, Stanford, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State. Like, it's been a thing that's been around a long time, and they have had success. Like, last year, they were actually a good football conference. Better than they, what they ever been. But it's not about that. It's about making moves and getting the most money that you possibly can, which you can say is a bad thing, a negative thing, or you can enjoy and just embrace it and move on from it. But it's insane how it's all happened and how quickly it's happened. We're going to get to the point, because another thing, too, I, I want to bring this up because it's hard to keep up with it, but it looks like Florida State's leaving the ACC. Like, Florida State's trying to leave the ACC. They've been trying to leave for a while now. Now, I don't know where that's going to go or where they're going to go, but you would think the, uh, the SEC might be something because they've uh, Florida State even hired a private equity company, J.P. Morgan, and uh, they said it may even go independent. It's kind of what the report's being said. And this is according to Tom Mars. Interestingly enough, the ACC grant of rights agreement does not contain a choice of law provision, assuming Florida law would apply to the dispute to a dispute with Florida State. The Florida legislator could argue do and arguably do what Texas did to Mike Leach and make Florida State immune from liability and breach of contract. So they could be moving. They could be moving. This is wild. And, uh, you know, I know that, again, it doesn't have necessarily any major impact on Arkansas because I know this is a Razorbacks podcast. But I will say this, and I'll end on this note, folks. If I know we talk trash. I know we have issues with what goes on in this conference. The officiating, the respect, or lack thereof. I get it. I'm one of them. If you're not getting down on your knees and thanking the good Lord that Frank Broyles did what he did in getting Arkansas out of the Southwest Conference and getting them into the SEC, I, like you, you have to do that, folks. Arkansas would have been one of those teams in limbo like so many other teams. They're not. They're in the SEC. No one's going anywhere. This is a conference everyone wants to be in, and you're sitting pretty. You're good to go. I could not imagine having to worry about where, what are we going to do? Thankfully, we don't. You're in the SEC. You're good to go. Just be thankful for that. Appreciate everybody listening in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then.